You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. All right, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. This is when Christmas Speak Talk Radio. Amen. Um, this is Reverend Ray. Um, um, <laughs> doing the engineer work for his amount of grace to minister Vanessa Will. Amen. She has a new message today. We are broadcasting live called Don't Count Me Out. Amen. We're excited about the message. Amen. Uh, real quick, a couple of uh, um, housekeeping or quick announcements. I want you to know that when Chris Speak Talk Radio brought with Minister Vanessa Wills broadcast every Tuesday, amen, at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with Reverend Pat Randa is Thursday at 12 noon. I, um, I forgot to pass the Paul Morgan, amen, broadcast every Wednesday at 7 p.m. with Challenge to Change. Uh, and I do Friday Night Joy at 7 p.m. and Bread of Life at Sundays. It's 7 p.m., but it's the first and the fourth Sunday. Amen. Uh, our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones. Amen. It's every first Monday at 7 p.m. In fact, we just had a broadcast yesterday. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Peter Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, Minister Jordana Cunningham. It's every second Saturday at 10 a.m. So they have a broadcast coming up this Saturday. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month. Amen. Uh, with the, at 7 p.m. Amen. Every third Monday of the month. Marriage Takeover with the Body of One with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson is every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Our three real life, real men, real talk with myself, Elston Green, Cleopas Malone, Tyrone Rose, and Antonio Mitchell is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. The brothers got it really going on, man. And uh, we're talking about unity, so we've been talking about unity this coming Sunday. Amen. Our, our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. The dialing number is 712-770-5506. That's as cold as 732-499. Again, the telephone number is 712-770-5506. Five five zero six. That's this code. It's seven three two four nine nine. Amen. Amen and amen. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started with Minister Vanessa Wim on History Bound and Grace. Don't count me out. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is such an honor to be with you one more time. This is Minister Van with When Christians Speak Talk Radio. I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to just share God's word with you again and to encourage someone along the way. Tonight's message is called, Don't Count Me Out. Don't Count Me Out. It is um, intended to be a word of encouragement. The scripture, the main scripture is coming from Psalms 47. 24, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. 
Don't count me out. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord. We're so thankful, Lord God, for uh, yet another opportunity to serve you. We're so thankful, Lord God, to be able to share your good news, Lord God, with someone, Lord God, who may perhaps have lost their way or someone who just needs to hear an encouraging word tonight. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, you said in your word that when it goes forth, it will not return unto you empty-handed. It will go out and accomplish that which you have purpose for it to accomplish. So we just believe that, Lord God. We stand on your word. We stand on your promises right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for all those who are listening tonight, Lord God. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that you give them the ears to listen and to be obedient to your word. And that they would take this word and share with others as a way of encouraging others in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to give you all the honor. We want to give you all the glory. And we do give you all the praise because you... And you alone are so worthy to be praised. We thank you, God, for this radio ministry, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. We thank you for our founder, Reverend Ray Rose, Father, and for him having a heart to serve your people. Lord, we give you the glory now as we go forth in what you have given us to share. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. Amen. Well, don't count me out. Don't count me out. You know, it's not over until God says it's over. I want to tell you a real life story. I want to start this message off by telling you a real life story. Okay, a few months ago, I had this house plant that just didn't look so good. A house plant. The leaves were withered, it was droopy, and it looked like it was dead. You know, it was an unusual plant. I had never seen one like it. It had actually been a gift from someone very special. I watered this plant, but did not seem to help. It didn't seem like it wanted to bud. It appeared lifeless. So after several days of pondering what to do with it, I decided, I said I decided, this plant was dead. And so I put it out in the garage, planning to throw it away later. Well, I forgot about that plant. I simply forgot all about it. And so it stayed in the dark, hot garage. I mean, there were some very hot days, and so it was even hotter in the garage. Months passed. Then one day when I came home from work, my husband said to me, Have you seen this? Pointing to that old, forgotten plant in the garage. Well, gnats were buzzing around it. But get this, it was dry, but get this, it was still green. And still very much alive. It had actually been blossoming in that hot, dark garage. No water had touched it for months. No tender hands had cared for it for months. No eyes had gazed upon it for months. Yet, in the midst of everything forgotten, while I went about life as usual, that plant, that unusual plant, that plant that I had pretty much thrown away and tossed aside as being dead, was actually thriving. I took it out. I transported it to another pot. I cleaned it up. I brought it back indoors and thought, if that plant could talk, it would say, it would simply say, no, it would shout, don't count me out. Don't count me out. What a lesson I learned that day. And that's um, goes towards the lesson that I want to encourage you with today. You see, sometimes we as spouses give up on our marriage. 
Sometimes we as parents give up on our children. Sometimes we as children give up on our parents. Sometimes we as friends give up on our friends. Sometimes we as dreamers give up on our dreams. Yes, sometimes we as a people give up on God. Sometimes we simply give up on ourselves. But I'm here to encourage somebody tonight to hang on in there. You see, you might have to cling to these simple but faith-filled words. If God said it, that settles it. If God says it, that settles it. Just like that very unusual plant that was long forgotten in my garage, say to yourself, when it seems like all hope is gone, don't count me out. When it seems like I'm all forgotten, don't count me out. When it seems like I'm old and need to be put out to the pasture, when it seems like I'm dead and need to be buried, don't count me out. When it seems like no one loves me anymore and I have nothing else to offer, don't count me out. When it seems like everyone has given up on me, just remember and say this to yourself, don't you dare count yourself out. Just like that very unusual plant that is actually thriving now, I had given up on it, but God hadn't. Just like that plant that is still growing and looking good now, I had counted it out. I had counted it as dead, but God had not. Just like that plant that was determined to survive regardless of how it was treated or mistreated, God had not forgotten about it, so don't count me out. I want to encourage someone today, tonight, that you may be going through something and it seems like it's never going to be over. And I want you to be encouraged and encourage yourself and say to yourself, don't count me out. I will not be counted out. So throughout this message, just say that to yourself. I will not be counted out. You see, sometimes you've got to speak out against the naysayers. Let the enemy know that it ain't over until God says it's over. Yes, you have got to persevere. Psalms 47:24 says, Though he fall, I sh- he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Yes, I know sometimes the road may be rough. I know sometimes the hills, that's those trials and tribulations in your life, may seem to be getting tougher to climb. But just say to yourself, Don't count me out. I've got to say to someone who is listening, because I believe this word is meant for someone, someone to just go a little bit further and know that you are not counted out by God. You see, sometimes you may look like you're beat down, and sometimes you may be leaning, but you're still standing. And so I say still stand on the promises of God. Don't count me out. Tell your enemy, don't you dare count me out. God does not count me out. Don't you dare count me out. You see, in a little bit, I'm going to remind you of another truth, a bigger truth. Someone who the world had counted out, but the grave simply could not hold him. In a little bit, I'm going to share that with you. But wait a minute. Remember that great cloud of witnesses that Hebrews 11 talks about? Those are your forefathers. Those are the saints of old telling you, encouraging you to hang on in there, that it ain't over until God says it's over. And they, that great cloud of witnesses, is not counting you out. 
So don't you give up on life. Don't you dare, my brother, give up on life. You see, sometimes things come at you unexpectedly. Yes, sometimes trials and tribulations will meet you around the corner. Sometimes, and that's oftentimes, circumstances may seem to overtake you. But my sister, I'm here to encourage you, don't give up. Don't count yourself out and never ever agree with others when they say through their actions or words that it's over for you. It ain't over until God says it's over. Yes, there will be some times when you need to cling to these words in Psalms 47:24 and personalize it. Say, though I fall, I will not be utterly cast down for the Lord will withhold me with his hand. The 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, Hebrews is basically a continuation of the 11th chapter, which is oftentimes referred to as the faith chapter. You see, in the 11th chapter, there is mention of numerous Old Testament men and women who, through their faith in God, withstood much persecution. These Old Testament brothers and sisters endured tremendous shame and suffering, but through it all, they didn't give up. One would say they went the distance. Sure, they all experienced obstacles. Sure, they had setbacks. Sure, there were some who decided to take matters into their own hands at one point or another. But they never gave up. They learned from their own mistakes. They got up and they went the distance. I'm sure there were other people who counted them out. But guess what? God didn't. So what about you? What about you and yourself? You see, our Old Testament brothers and sisters were not as privileged as we are today. Their time period was before Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection, yet they persevered. The 11th chapter challenges us to go the distance, that's the 11th chapter of Hebrews, by reminding us of what our old brothers and sisters went through by faith. We can read more about them in the Old Testament, but in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, this chapter summarizes the trials and triumphs. So here we are, Fast forward to the 12th chapter, and we'll be reminded of these saints of old who are referred to as this great cloud of witnesses. So Hebrews 12th chapter in the first verse says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so does easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The second verse says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The living Bible paraphrase of the first verse says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Praise God. You see, sometimes in the midst of life, in the midst of your circumstances, in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your storms, something happens. You get tired. I know that. I get that because that happens to me as well. But don't you dare count yourself out. You see, you need a refreshing. That's all. You need a refreshing. You need a boost. You need a reminder of the sustaining power of Jesus Christ, of the sustaining power of 
God and what he is able to do in spite of yourselves, in spite of what you think is or is not happening, in spite of the situation. So in this letter to the Hebrews, the author gives the readers a refresher, a boost, word of encouragement not to give up. Sin, we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want to encourage somebody again, somewhere today, somewhere out in the world, to encourage yourself. So say it out loud. I will not be counted out. I will not be counted out. A word of encouragement for us today, a refresher, a boost. Hang on in there. See, Psalms 47:24 reminds us of the power of God. It's not about us, but it's about the power of God. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. So you personalize that thing. Though I may fall, I'm not going to be utterly cast down, for God got me. God got me. Hebrews 3rd chapter and the 20th verse says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Just a reminder that he who promised is indeed well able to deliver you from every circumstance to heal you from every illness, to stabilize you, to protect you from any danger, to even save you from yourself. He's able, talking about a mighty God, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. You see, you just need a refresher, and that's what we're here to do. Jude, first chapter and the 23rd verse, uh, 24th verse says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Wow. I'm going to pause for a minute and think about this. We're talking about God and his faithfulness. He not only keeps us from falling, according to this scripture, he returns to the Father and he justifies us with his blood. He presents us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. We need to be reminded that this so that we lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and that we keep on keeping on, keep on running with patience this race that is set before us. Wait. What is a weight? A weight is a thing that may be harmless in itself, but yet it can hinder, and it will hinder your spiritual progress. Your, I'm sorry, your spiritual progress. Material possessions, anything that you put before God, relationships that we put before God, weight in our lives. Sometimes we just need to stop, pause, and be brutally honest with ourselves. As Paul asked the Galatians in Galatians 5, 7, ask yourself this question right now. Paul says, you did run well. You were doing all right for a minute there. You did run well. Who hindered you that you would not obey the truth? Who hindered you that you should not obey the truth? Hindrances. Wait. Don't you dare stop running. My sister, don't stop running. Yes, you may get tired. Yes, obstacles are going to try to get in your way, but you keep on running. Don't you dare stop running, my brother. Yes, you may get discouraged along the 
road, but you just keep on running. Don't you dare stop running. Yes, others may count you out, but don't you dare give up on God, and don't you dare give up on yourself. You are a child of the Most High King. You were built to succeed. You, With God on your side, all things are possible. Remember, it ain't over until God says it's over. For you are running from victory to victory, and don't you ever forget that. I'm going to say that again. You are running from victory to victory, and don't you ever forget that. You did run well, but what hindered you that you should not obey the truth, the truth in God's word? Imagine, if you will, that you are running a marathon, and there are physical weights slowing you down. Does it make sense to run in a race with physical weights weighing you down? In the spiritual sense, these weights is anything that keeps you down. Anything that keeps you in bondage, anything that's keeping you from moving forward and being all that you can be in Christ. Wait. Anything that binds your heart and mind so that your focus is not on all those things that are good and perfect. Those old weights, they just keep hanging on. Regardless of where you go, regardless of what you do, they just seem to be following you. And you allow these weights to drag you down. You know, I don't know if you think about this, but relationships, sometimes relationships that get in the way of serving God is a weight. Some of us know that we need to cut certain relationships where we just let those people keep hanging on like leeches. They keep coming back. They get all they can get, never giving, never satisfied with us, just leeching. Talking about bad relationships. Some of us have relationships that would drain you. Relationships that will make you weary, so burdened, but you are so concerned about hurting feelings. You are so concerned about what they may think about you. You are so concerned about, about what you may lose that you allow those bad relationships to just linger. Those are weights, and weights will weigh you down. Again, just imagine, if you will, an Olympic runner at the starting line just about to run a physical race. And he starts filling his pockets with all sorts of heavy objects. Well, <laughs> may sound funny, but won't those objects weigh him down and cause him to lose the race? Those weights certainly won't help him win the race. And this is how some of us allow people, bad relationships, to take along. If they're not for you, they are against you. Bad relationships. They're not watching you because they want to be like you. No, they're watching you to see where are you going to fall? They want you to fall so they can say, gotcha. They want to say, I told you so. They want to remind you of your past. They want to keep you burned down with the things you did in your past. When God has forgiven you, once you ask him to, he's forgiven you and remembers it no more. But there are certain people in your life that will keep drudging up the past, telling you, remember when, remember when. Those are weights that will hold you down. And you need to say to those folks, don't count me out. For with God, all things are possible. Don't count me out. Don't count me out. Bad relationships. Why do you keep letting bad relationships sup with you at your table? This is when you should wipe the dust off your feet, pray for them that they truly come to know Jesus with a repentant heart, and then guess what? You got to let them go. You got to let them go. You keep allowing guilt to bind that relationship. Let it go. Trust the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you if and when to break the ties. Psalms 47, 24. Though I fall, I shall not be utterly cast down. 
for the Lord will uphold me with his hand. Be encouraged while you're running this race that is set before you. There will be people that desire to see you fail. But after all, according to Revelation 12:20, Satan, that old enemy, goes to and fro, accusing you every day. But because Jesus has already paid the debt for your sin, you can be confident that Satan has no power. You see, during this race, folk would come to discourage you, to ridicule you, to get you to quit this race. Folk would say that you might as well count it all as lost. Folk would say that they count you out. But just remember, that's Satan doing his job. Satan uses people to discourage you sometimes. He will even use those people who are closest to you. And they don't even realize they're being used. But you have to depend on the word of God. You have to depend on the greater one. Greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. Remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Don't count me out. Don't count me out. Don't count me out. We know the word of God tells us to cast our burdens on him, for he cares for us. But we keep trying to handle this all by ourselves. We keep trying to handle this all by ourselves. Those old weights, when you allow the enemy to bring condemnation to you, and you begin to have those pity parties, woe is me. Or those negative thoughts that captivate your mind, when you know the word of God tells you to cast aside every imagination that is not of him. We know the word of God tells us to let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. But there you go. Hang it on to those dead weights. Anything that is not virtuous, anything that is not pure, anything that is not clean, anything that is not of a good report, you've got to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The word of God tells us to lay aside every sin that so be easily besets us. We know those sins. As Christians, we are in a race. That's a good thing. And this race has already been set for us. And yes, there is a prize at the end of the race. Yes, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Don't you give up, my friend. Don't you dare give up. Be encouraged today. Don't you give up. Don't give up. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. You keep your eyes focused on the prize, the promises of Jesus. For the promises of Jesus are yea and amen. God has promised us that if we remain faithful until the end, we will inherit eternal life. Are you faithful? Are you yet going the distance no matter what? Or are you allowing those weights and sins to hold you back? Are you going the distance, my brother? Are you allowing your faith in God to sustain you? Are you confident of this very thing, my sister, that who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ? Is the life you live a great example of what a Christian life should be? Is your life pleasing to God? Do you often find yourself asking yourself in the midst of stuff, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Do you walk by faith and not by sight? Hebrews 11, chapter 6, verse says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. That's a promise of God. Are the promises of God enough to sustain you? Are you thriving on the promises of God regardless of what the circumstances look like? Are you going the distance no matter what? Are you saying to yourself, don't count me out? 
Are you trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not unto your own understanding? Are you reminding yourself daily, I'm not to be counted out? Are you acknowledging him in all your ways, allowing him to direct your path? Are you saying to yourself, don't you dare count me out? When situations arise, it's the word of God hidden in your heart so that you do not sin against him. Psalms 47:24. Though I fall, I will not utterly be cast down, for the Lord got me. He's upholding me with his hand even right now. Believe me, there is going to come a time when you will wish you had hidden the word of God in your heart. When the race appears to get rough, when you seem like you can't focus, you will need to call upon scriptures that will remind you that it's really okay. Scriptures that will remind you the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord, and he's already won it. Scriptures that will remind you that your help is already there, waiting and watching for you. Psalms 121 First verse says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He would not suffer thy foot to be moved. Personalize it. He would not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth Israel shall neither, neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve me from all evil. He shall preserve my very soul. The Lord shall preserve my going out, and the Lord shall preserve me coming in from this time forth and even from evermore. Recruit those scriptures to yourself. Bring those, bring those scriptures as a reminder back to yourself. In a world such as we are living in right now, if you don't put your trust in Jesus, who's going to protect you? If you don't put your trust in Jesus, what's going to sustain you? So say to yourself right now, it ain't over until God says it's over, so don't count me out. You see, you can go to the, the distance when you're fully persuaded that he would not suffer your foot to be moved. You can go the distance when you're fully persuaded that the Lord is indeed your keeper. So I want to ask you this question. Are you fully persuaded that God is God and without him there is no other? Are you prepared to go the distance no matter what? Because you know that you know that you know that God is your refuge, that he is a ver your very present help in the time of trouble. You see, I'm here to encourage you that, yes, you can go the distance because God is a preserver. I'm here to encourage you that, yes, you can go the distance because God is your protector. Yes, I'm here to encourage you that you can go the distance because God, through his precious Holy Spirit, is your comforter and your guide. And so, when the race seems weary, when the race seems hard, when the struggles seem to be bearing down on you, all you've got to do is listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Pause for one minute and I want you to think about that. <coughs> Excuse me. God would not steal you wrong. He would keep you on the right path. You see, when times get tough, when the road gets tough, do you truly take the time to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you? Or are you so busy trying to take care of your own business that you don't hear anything else? Encourage yourself. Psalms 47:24. Though I fall, I'm not going to be utterly cast down, for God got me. I'm not going to count myself out because Jesus won't. Jesus has not forgotten me. And I want to share with you and remind you again of the greatest 
greatest story that's ever been told. Imagine with me, if you will, just imagine, I'm going to take you to the Bible in a little bit, that you're following behind this crowd that marked our Lord and Savior, that ridiculed Jesus, that sped upon him, and you're following behind this crowd from a distance, and this crowd that led him to the old rugged cross to die a sinless death. Can you hear him within your own heart saying, don't count me out? Can you hear him saying, it ain't over until God says it's over? Mm. I want to go to Luke, uh, I believe it's the 23rd chapter, 24th chapter and 26th verse, Luke. And they led Jesus away, a man named Simeon, Simeon who, from, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put a cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd trailed behind, including many grief-stricken women. The 28th verse says, But Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Can you hear Jesus saying, Don't count me out? 32nd verse says, Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed my Jesus to the cross. And they nailed these two criminals who were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus says in the 34th verse, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothing by throwing dice. They crucified my Savior, and they thought it was over, but God, but God. 35th verse says, the crowd watched and the leader scoffed. They said, he saved others. They said, let him save himself if he really is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering Jesus a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. They even fastened a sign above Jesus which says, this is the king of the Jews. They mocked my Savior. They crucified him, and they thought it was over. But God, I thank God that it wasn't over. What about you? You see, the third and ninth verse picks up. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you at it. But the fourth verse says the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God <clears throat> even when you have been sentenced to death? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has not done anything wrong. Then this one turns to Jesus and he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm. Don't count me out. Can you hear Jesus saying this as you are following the crowd from a distance, watching from a distance? Can you hear him saying to himself, hmm, Y'all think y'all got me, but my God has not counted me out. And then fast forward to the 30, 44th verse. By this time it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain and the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those, with those words, he breathed his last. 47th verse. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution 
saw what had happened, he worshipped God, and he said, surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see, see the crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus' friends, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching. Mm. They all thought it was over. But can you hear the heavens singing? Don't count them out. Don't you count them out just yet. And then fast forward to the fifth verse where we talk about the burial of Jesus. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish high council. But had, he had not agreed with the decision and action of the other religious leaders. He was from the king. I'm sorry. He was from the town of Arithamiah in Judea. And he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. So he goes to Pilate. He asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took the body down from the cross and wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth and laid it in a new tomb that had been carved out of a rock. This was done late one on Friday afternoon, the day of preparation, as the Sabbath was about to begin. The 55th verse says, And as the body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. Sounds like they might have been counting him out already. The 56th verse says, Then they went home. And prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun. So they rested as required by law. Oh, wow. If I could tell these women, I would say, don't count them out, y'all. Don't count my Jesus out. It ain't over. It ain't over until God says it's over. So then the 24th verse, talking about the resurrection, praise God. But early... On Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their heads to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He is not here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? That the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of men, sinful men, and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day? In other words, I believe the angels were telling these women, remember he said, don't count him out? Remember he said, he told you in Galilee that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. But he told you, don't count him out, that he would rise again on the third day. Mm. Then these women remembered that Jesus had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell the other 11 disciples, everyone else, who had, what had just happened. This is Mary Magdalene, Johanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. Can't you tell us? Can't you imagine them saying, He told us not to count him out. He told us not to count him out. But this story sounded like nonsense to the men because, see, they had already counted Jesus out. So they didn't believe it. However, Peter, bless his heart, Peter jumps up and ran to the tomb to look. That's good old Peter. Stupid, he peered in, peeped in. So the empty linen wrap, wrappings, then he went home again, wondering. Peter went home wondering what had happened. They had thought it was over for Jesus after the crucifixion and burial. They were not expecting his resurrection, even though he had told them in so many words, don't count me out. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, because of his resurrection power, we have life today. Because of his resurrection power, we have life today. We have hope today. We can cling to the many promises of God. Don't count me out because it ain't over until God says it's over. Just like my precious plant, that plant that I had discarded because I thought it was dead, just like they had discarded Jesus, they had lost all hope but God. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Praise God. Jesus suffered those things to be so because he had you on his mind. Amen. Jesus suffered those things to be so because he had me on his mind. Amen. Thank God. God is so awesome. He's faithful. He's yet faithful. So I say to you, I encourage you, don't count yourself out, brothers and sisters. Don't count yourself out because it ain't over. It ain't over until God says it's over. You have a race to run. Keep on running. Keep on running. The road might get tough, but you keep on running. Now, let me pause here. You see, everybody that's listening may not be truly my brother or sister, for you may not have already accepted Jesus as your Savior. So let me pause here. You within yourself don't have the power to save yourself. If you're not saved, if you're not repented of your sins and accepted Jesus into your heart, that is, if you're not 100% sure, if you breathe your last breath right now, where you spend eternity, I want you to listen very closely. Nobody can save you but Jesus. There is only one way to God, and that's through his Son, Jesus Christ. John fourteen six Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Acts four twelve says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So I will ask you, are you saved? Are you born again? Have you made the most important decision of your life, the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord? Romans 10 and 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's simple. It's not complicated. First thing you need to do is admit that you are a sinner. That's what Romans 3.10 says. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. The second thing you need to be willing to do is to repent. That is to turn away from your sin. The third thing you need to do is believe that Jesus Christ died for you. Believe that he was buried and believe that he rose from the dead. For Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The fourth thing you need to do is through prayer invite Jesus into your life to become your personal Savior right now. For Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what do you do next? Just pray with me, and I'll pray with you. If you repeat these words sincerely from your heart, that's it. Sincerely from your heart. You might not feel any different, but you go by faith and not by sight, not by feelings. So pray this prayer right now. And all anyone who's, who's listening and you are saved, pray this prayer along with me for the benefit of those who are not saved. Dear God, I am a sinner, and I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood, and died for my sin. I'm willing to turn from sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and life as my personal Savior. 
Amen. This is a personal decision. No one can pray this prayer for you. We are praying in agreement with you, but you have to say this prayer on your own. Go back and listen to this message or a message just like it. We call this a plain, simple, plain road to salvation. Because if you just trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, you have just begun a wonderful new life in him. Now, you need to get a good Bible where you read it every day to get to go to get to know Jesus Christ better. Talk to God in prayer. Get baptized, worship, fellowship, and serve with others. Serve with other Christians in the local church where Christ is preached and the Bible is the final authority. Tell others about Christ. Amen. Now, if you just made that marvelous, wonderful, most important decision over your life to accept Jesus as your Savior, please email me and let me know. My email address is hisaboundinggraceforever at gmail.com. That's the number four. His abounding grace forever at gmail.com i would love to hear from you and we at when christian speak talk radio would love to pray for you pray that you have a beautiful wonderful new life in christ amen let us pray Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your word that's gone forth, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, because you said when your word went forth, it would never return unto you empty-handed. We thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for those who have accepted you as your, you, Lord God, in the, in the, um, in re- they return from their sins, repented of their sins, and they have a new life in you, Lord God. We thank you for their new life right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for those who are already saved by this new walk, Lord God, that they're encouraged to keep on keeping on, that they will be encouraged to encourage themselves, not to count themselves out, that they will be encouraged to keep on keeping on, knowing, trusting, and believing that the best is still yet to come. We give you the honor, we give you the glory, and we give you the praise because you and you alone deserve all the honor you deserve all the praise and you deserve all the glory in jesus name thank god amen amen and amen amen thank you minister vanessa for that awesome word don't count me out amen listening to that man and it's uh definitely something that is needed today especially with all that is going on all over in the world especially in the united states when the apostle um, in um, in Ohio, so of course our prayers goes out uh, to the victims and um, to the families and um, to all those that've been hurt by this craziness. So don't count me out. This is a season of prayer. So thank you, Minister Vanessa Word, for the awesome prayer. I mean, for an awesome message and an awesome word from the Lord. Uh, amen. Y'all can be will be able to listen to the broadcast in its entirely, probably in about twenty minutes on Blog Talk Radio. Amen. Don't forget that you can also listen to Minister Vanessa on um, our Hot Radio Spreaker. Um, just to name a few and different platforms that we're on, iTunes also. Amen. So we're about to go. Uh, don't forget about our, our, the rest of our weekly broadcast. Amen. Also, go ahead and check out our, our website and see uh, the things we got. In fact, we're getting a facelift lift family. Yay. <laughs> so uh, y'all be blessed. Uh, 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 y'all be blessed. This is Reverend Ray. Uh, on his about and grace of minutes for Nasta Williams. Don't count me out. Y'all be blessed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.